You're listening to Something Real, Something to Think About. In this episode each week, we'll move forward on what we're going to talk about in Sunday's sermon at Real Life Community Church. So you can look at it as kind of a little teaser, a little precursor to to what we're going to find out, what we're going to hear, how we're going to get into the Word. So you can prepare your minds and your hearts. It's about 10 minutes long. You can listen on your way to work, on your way home from work, however you want to do it to prepare your hearts for Sunday's message. So here we go. Something to think about. So, what are we talking about next week? <laughs> because we're all just dying to know. We're just going to jump right in. Let's so, go. we're back in... We Luke. only have nine minutes. So we're, <laughs> we're back in uh, Luke chapter 10. And as we uh, looked at last week, Jesus sent out the 72. He had sent out the, the 12. He appointed his apostles, his special messengers in Luke 9. And then in, in Luke 10, he sends out another group. Um, it's interesting. I don't know if it's particularly noteworthy, worthy, but it's interesting to me that that's also what the number that uh, that they use for the deacons when they um, when the church sets that up uh, in the middle, in the early stages of uh, of the Book of Acts, also recorded by Luke. Just interesting that that it connects. You still have the apostles. Now mm-hmm. you've got seventy who are who are being um, used as servant as ministry leaders at that point. Here, Jesus is sending these folks out, and um, they're, they're pairing up. They're going out in teams, and they're going to every town and place that he was headed through. So they're in the region of Judea. He's resolutely set his face toward Jerusalem. That's where the ministry is heading. He knows he's heading to Calvary. He's now told them that twice, at least, that he's heading to Calvary. They still don't get it. Uh, not He didn't specifically mention Calvary, but that he's going to be betrayed into the hands of men. He's going to be crucified and raised on the third day. So now he sends them to do the job, and um, as we talked about last time, talks about the provision that he's going to make for them, the protection and all that. But the the story continues. So he sends them out. They come back, and they are um, they're excited. They're having success, and then he goes right into the very next thing uh, that Luke records here in verse twenty five. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, "What must I do to inherit eternal life?" great question. Jesus poses a question back to him. What, how, what's written in the law? How do you read it? And he gives the what Jesus had called elsewhere the, the most important, the greatest commandment to love the Lord your God with everything you've got and to love your neighbor as yourself. And the guy tries to, to um, you know kind of swerve on this a little bit and says, well, who's my neighbor? So Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan as we would all recognize it. And we'll kind of open that up a little bit. But the whole bottom line is the guy that's least expected to, to be a neighbor to this guy who's beat up by robbers and left for dead, the guy who's, you know, they've got ethnic issues between them, a Samaritan trying to help a Jew, uh, he's a businessman, he's not a religious worker or anything like that. Um, he goes out of his way at his own expense to bandage this guy up, to take care of his needs, doesn't know him at all. He, I'd say he doesn't know him from Adam, but, you know, it, Adam's a whole other issue. But as he's dealing with this, the point that Jesus is making here is that this is a reflection of, of the character of God and how we do this. So then he goes directly from that into this story about Martha and Mary. And, and many of us, you know, if you've followed the Bible at all, you're familiar with this, uh, but many more might not be, where uh, 
Uh, it starts in verse 38. Jesus and his disciples were on their way. They came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. So Mary and Martha, this Mary is her sister, they're friends of Jesus. We'll see them with Lazarus uh, in another place, uh, their brother. And Martha's stressing. She's going out, oh, the Lord's coming. we got guests coming over, We're trying to get everything ready. And as, as many people would, trying to do that last-minute dusting and get everything right, and Jesus shows up, and um, Mary's just chilling. She's just sitting at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. And Martha's like, Lord. Make her help. Make her help. <laughs> What's going on? Aren't you aren't you troubled that she doesn't care to, to get this stuff done? Uh, and Jesus points out to her that there is only really one thing that's needed here, and that is to be present with him. There's a time for that, but this is the time just to be here. Mary's chosen the better thing, and it's not going to be taken from her. And so we see, uh, I, I, I mentioned last week uh, in the sermon that Warren Wearsby in his commentary on this uh, saw three roles of Christ followers in this passage, and I think he rightly nailed them uh, in the first portion. Uh, this is the role of ambassador, that we are here to represent Christ in the world, to go out and take the message forward. And this is the role of neighbor, to, to be in the community and to reflect the love and character of God as we care for other people. And then also the role of worshiper, to, to sit at the feet of Jesus and to be able to just bathe in his presence and take that in. And these are all three crucial to the life, uh, to the, the spiritual life that, that we have in Christ. One thing that sticks out to me, and obviously we can we can get more into this next week, but not only are these reflections of the follower of Christ, but what strikes me in both the Good Samaritan story and the story with Mary and Martha is who you expect to do the right things, yeah. quote unquote, are not necessarily the people that are doing the quote unquote right things in yeah. the Good Samaritan story. A priest walks by. You would expect a priest to help the guy, right. would you not? And I think the Levite's a temple right, worker, right. It's another spiritual vocation that right. he's in. And I think we often get that twisted even today yeah. with with uh, keeping up appearances, especially in the world Absolutely. of Christianity or Catholicism or whatever religion you are. It's it's keeping up appearances, but underneath it all, <clears throat> you know, you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so that's kind of what really strikes me is the opposite side of, of this story and the people who are just not doing the right things you know, and it, you know it's interesting that you say that because that i hadn't thought of it in quite that way i mean we recognize it with the good samaritan i hadn't really thought about that with martha and mary in particular right. where you know we value especially as americans right we value the the worker we value the person right. who's putting out the effort we appreciate the right. fact that martha really you know wanted she her wants, place to look nice right. and wanted her to, and, you know and her thought is to honor christ right, right. with this doing right now she's not thinking about trying to earn points right. or anything but she's doing the thing that would be socially acceptable and Keeping right up appearances. that should bring compliments right and mary to martha being, bring compliments to martha right instead of giving it to jesus and you know? mary seems to be lazy right? right you know what what is she there's work to be done why is right. she just sitting here but jesus is kind of flipping the script here right. a little bit so yeah i think that's an insight that maybe i, I might have missed that it is opposite. And we see that a lot with Christ. It's, it's an upside-down kingdom. The greatest is really the least among right. you. Those, this is what we're constantly seeing. If you want to gain your life, you need to lose it. If you're trying to save your life, you're, you're done. You can't mm-hmm. do it. You, if you're saving your life, you're losing it. If you're losing your life, you're finding it. So um, 
that constant idea of, of this upside-down kingdom. And it really comes out in Luke as the only Gentile writer of Scripture. His focus is very often and very heavily on what is with the outsider, the people that you would least expect, the least, the, la- the last, and the lost, the people who are um, untouchables. And Luke gets that. I think that's why many, maybe many of the concepts in Luke are often difficult pills for us to swallow, especially as you know a Western culture, it, you know yeah. where where it, we do like we're we're all kind of Marthas here. <laughs> it's a very counterculture approach right. uh, in the Gospel of Christ, and and it always is, it always has been. Luke brings that out clearly, mm-hmm. but as we've become comfortable in what we might call cultural Christianity, um, sometimes we forget that. It's never been the comfortable cultural thing mm-hmm. when the church was actually doing what it was supposed to do. Whenever whenever Christianity becomes the norm and the comfortable thing, which we want. I mean, we want it to right. be the norm in that that's better for everyone when the, the things of God are reflected in society. But the more comfortable we are, the more uh, we let our guard down and then our flesh ends up taking over. So um, we're, I think... I think we're going to have some fun going through God's Word together and being able to, to look at what He has for us in this, to take some challenges away from it as far as how we live our lives. Again, with that countercultural uh, perspective. So I want to just encourage anybody that, you know, maybe this is the first time listening to the podcast, if this sounds intriguing, check it out. We'll post the sermon and you can follow along. You can subscribe to the podcast and, and be able to get these things on a regular basis. And if you're anywhere uh, near Three Oaks in southwestern lower Michigan or northern Indiana. Wear a jacket. It's cold. Do that. But come <laughs> join us at Real Life at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. So. Please do. And one thing we, we do want to encourage uh, going forward here is these discussions are just kind of uh, diving boards for for bigger discussions and Absolutely. you know if you have any questions we don't care if you live in guam yeah. um hi guam uh <laughs> send us an email i'll put the email information in the in the uh description for the episode you can leave us a voicemail message on anchor which would be super cool to hear Absolutely, to yeah. actually hear your questions you know or, or you know contact us we're, we're happy to take your questions and and kind of flesh them out because Maybe there's something we're not thinking of. Maybe there are questions that we've had that we just haven't brought up or somebody else has. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we're all about relationships, and and, and the Lord is all about relationships. So the more we can have interaction from, from you folks who are listening, um, the better off we're all going to be. It's a good way to end it. We'll see you next time.